0: Hi, this is dan thanks for listening to my podcast i trust that it'll encourage you and build your faith if you'd like to connect with me further visit my website at revivalnow.com you can find me on youtube facebook and instagram at revival now dan steep and twitter at revival now dan you can also download the revival now app enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend Welcome to the Dan Steep Podcast. I'm Dan Steep, and uh, we're going to be talking about the integrity of God in this episode, the integrity of God. I love this. I love this, um, this topic. So I want to give a, a definition of integrity. Uh, one is it's a steadfast adherence to a strict moral or ethical code got a few of these definitions. I'll just give you one more. Uh, The quality or condition of being whole or undivided. Completeness. I love that definition. When you think about the integrity of God, the quality or condition of being whole or undivided. Completeness. God, his integrity is so complete, so whole, so undivided that God can only do what he said he'll do. He can only do what he said he'll do because he doesn't change. God has tied himself to his word cannot violate his integrity this is beautiful when you think of the the integrity of god the one whom you 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 place your trust in your hope your eternal destiny his integrity is so solid God spoke through the, the prophet Malachi Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 he said I am the Lord I do not change that means that whatever God says in his word he's faithful to, to bring it about to perform it In Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, I'm reading this from the New Living Translation, God is not a man that he should lie. Actually, the New Living Translation says God is not a man, so he does not lie. He's not a human, so he does not change his mind. The Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Though possessing different personalities is completely unified. That's the integrity of God. Listen to what Jesus said. He said in John five nineteen, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by Himself. He only does what He sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. And as you read through the Gospels, you'll notice that Jesus, not one time did he ever say anything about his own will, other than to say in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will but thine be done. And even in that moment where he mentions his will, it's in deference to the will of the Father. He, Jesus said in John 4, 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And to finish his work. And of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said this in John 16, 13. Remember, we're talking about the, the, the unity, the integrity of the Godhead. Jesus said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Here it is now. He will not speak on his own, but you, what will tell you what he has heard. And, of course, what he has heard, he heard from the Father. So think about this with me. The the incredible unity and integrity of the Word of God to the point that God can only do what he said he will do. And all that can be known about God is only found in his Word. God can't give you a private revelation of himself that can't also be found in his word. That's how unified he is. He does not change. He cannot lie. And what is the nature of God? Good. It's, his nature is good. Jesus said in John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you life abundantly. That's the nature of God. It's the thief. It's Satan who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Evil, wickedness. Those things are from the devil. God sent His Son to give you life abundantly. His faithfulness? Well, Romans 4, 20 and 21. Abraham never worried, believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever He promises. Whatever He promises. He is faithful to perform His Word. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He's the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate yes, He always does what He says. I love that. It doesn't get any more straightforward than that. He always does what he says. And God's word carries power to perform what it says. Isaiah 55, verse 11. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper Everywhere I send it. So the the word of the Lord always produces fruit, always accomplishes what he wants it to, and prospers everywhere that he sends it. People don't understand what they carry in their hand. When you carry the Holy Bible in your hand, you have... In your hand, at your disposal, the mind of God, the heart of God, the character of God, the integrity of God. It's all there. And God spoke to the the prophet Hosea in Hosea 4-6, and he said, My people perish for lack of knowledge. What knowledge or lack of knowledge causes them to perish? Knowledge of God's Word. Because knowledge of God's Word is knowledge of God Himself. He's everything he, His Word says He is. A rewarder, a liberator, a healer, joy, delight. He's everything that God's Word says that He is. And when you take in the Word, when, when you read the Word of God, Ponder it, meditate, study. When you take the Word into you, it brings integrity into your life. That's the very nature of salvation, is to bring a completeness, a wholeness, and integrity into your life. The word salvation literally means to make whole or complete to recover that which is lost, that which is broken. It means salvation, eternal life, healing, prosperity, deliverance. All of those things are wrapped up in the word salvation, which, what does that do? It brings a wholeness, a completeness, an integrity into your life. It makes you more like God, and that's that's what we're we're to be we're to be transformed into his image from glory to glory and the word we're, we're talking about the integrity of God which is which, which is interwoven into his word he's limited himself to what he his word says and the word has always existed John chapter 1, verse 1, the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But in the beginning, was the Word has always existed. Think about that with me. This is exciting because the Word is powerful. The Word has a solution for everything that you deal with. If the word has always existed, that means that before you had a problem, before you were attacked, before there was a sickness or addiction or poverty or danger, there was a solution. You see, God doesn't react to the devil. The devil reacts to God. The devil counterfeits, tries to counterfeit the pure work of God. But God doesn't react to the devil. In the beginning was the Word. Before the devil ever tried to do anything against you, there was a solution from the foundation of the earth. In John six sixty three, it says, The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you our spirit, and life. It's a living word. The word of God is spiritual life. You're not just reading a book. It is, as the scripture says, the word of his grace. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up And give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The word of God speaks when you read it. When you hear it. When you believe it. When you hide it in your heart. When you treasure it. The word of God speaks when you speak it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you bury that word in you, deep within you. It speaks to your spirit, your soul, your body. It speaks to nature throughout Scripture. We see the word even speaking to nature. Jesus calming the storm. And the word speaks to the devil. So make sure when when you're tempted, speak the word to him. That's what Jesus did. And the Word, it brings the integrity of God into your life. You can and you should speak the Word. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. The word is to always be with you. Make sure it's always on your lips. At all times. To the point where. When you hear something that's not consistent with the word of God, alarm bells begin to go off in your spirit. Jesus said, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What is the truth? It's the word of truth. It's the word of God. It's the integrity of God. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In other words, you cannot be set free by a truth that you don't know. And so, we have the admonition to study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word is healing. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to what? To my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Whole body, that's integrity. The word's cleansing. Ephesians 5, 25 and 26. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the Word. You're washed, you're cleansed by the Word of God. The Word is a joy and a delight. Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found, and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. The joy and rejoicing of my heart, the prophet Jeremiah said. The prophet Jeremiah, who was known as the weeping prophet, said, I found your words, I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart hallelujah you know the apostle paul said i'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god unto salvation what is the gospel it's the word of god concerning the redemption purchased for us through the work of christ by which you must be saved. There is no other name under heaven given by men by which you must be saved. That's the word of truth. Are you saved? Are you born again? Are you treasuring the word of God in your heart, living, holy for him? That is, that's the first step to taking the integrity of God into your life. And and having and holding that integrity, His integrity, the very integrity of God in you. There's only one way to be saved. Because that's the way that God spoke it and laid it out in His Word. And He's bound Himself to His Word. You see, God is holy by nature. This, is, this gets right to the very core of the integrity of God. God cannot change His nature because of His integrity. He is what His Word says He is. And His Word tells us that that we're sinful, a condition that we're born into. But God took the initiative to remedy our condition By sending His only Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to bridge the gap between the holiness of God and the unholiness of man. And there's three things that you can do in response to the work of God through Jesus Christ at Calvary. Recognize, repent, and receive three words that start with the letter R. We must recognize our sin or humble ourselves and be willing to acknowledge the sin in our life. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it's only when I recognize that my sin is what's killing me and it's killing the people around me and the only way to peace is through faith in Jesus Christ. Once I'm willing to, to recognize my sin, then I can, number two, repent of that sin. The word repent simply means to change. Change your mind. Change your direction. Change your lifestyle. Jesus said in Luke thirteen three, and you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. So we recognize our sin, we repent of our sin, and then lastly, we receive or we commit our heart to him by faith. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah. And we have the integrity of God and the integrity of his word to stand upon for these promises. Are you currently trusting in Jesus Christ as the Savior and Lord of your life? Are you born again? Are you living for him every day? I want to offer a simple prayer of salvation to everyone who's listening to this podcast if you're not walking in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can change that today. This prayer that I'm going to offer, it it contains all three of these elements to recognize, repent, and receive. And if you'll repeat this prayer after me from a place of sincerity in your heart, you can have the full assurance of your salvation today. Just say these words after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And he rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness. And I I repent. I turn from that sin. Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me a new person. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer together with me, I'd like to be the first person to welcome you to the family of God. You are my newest brother or sister in Christ. The Bible says, In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And when you pray that prayer together with me, you called upon the name of the Lord. So by the authority, by the integrity of God's word, and as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you today that you're saved, you're born again, and you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. And if you prayed that prayer together with me, I'd like you to go to our website at RevivalNow.com. Please take a moment, go to RevivalNow.com. You'll find when you go to our website, again, it's RevivalNow.com. You're going to find a big red button on the front page of our website that says, I just got saved. Click that button. And it'll give you the opportunity to fill out your contact information. And here's why we want you to do that. Two reasons. We want to be able to pray for you by name. And we want to be able to send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. So if you go to RevivalNow.com, click that big red button on the front page that says, I just got saved, fill out your contact information. We're going to send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. And that's all we'll do. You have my word. Uh, your, your information won't show up on any kind of mailing list. You won't receive phone calls or anything like that. We just want to be a blessing to you. We want to support you and help you in your new decision to follow Jesus Christ as the Savior and Lord of your life. So go to RevivalNow.com, click I Just Got Saved, and follow the prompts from there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Dan Steep podcast. I trust that it's been a blessing to you, that it, it, it's, it's strengthened and encouraged you in your faith. You can trust God. You can trust His Word. His integrity is secure, unchanging, and unshakable. He is the only one. capable of carrying you in salvation and for eternity. So thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you keep tuning back in. Share that, the episode with your friends, and we'll be posting up more and more episodes as we want to get God's Word out to as many people as we possibly can. There's a a um, dearth there's a shortage of good solid biblical teaching and we want to fill that void and you can help us in doing that by sharing this podcast with your friends so thank you so much until next time be blessed in jesus name